In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Welcome back to a special edition of Buck's Beat. Now, episode 92, we just completed. It dropped yesterday. And then the Falcons go out and hire a new head football coach. So I felt inclined to come in today and lean on Amanda Swartz, our director of social media, to drop episode 93 on this Falcons head coaching hire. So the search is over. It lasted long enough, folks. I believe it went on almost three weeks, and it included uh, at least 17 interviews with 14 different people. So really relieved uh, to see that the process came to an end yesterday evening, and the Falcons have him a new head football coach. Uh, Raheem Morris is the guy, and I know I've been really hard on my Atlanta Falcons over the last three years under Arthur Smith. We've done a lot of losing. It's been very frustrating Look, I've been a Falcons fan since I was a seven, eight-year-old boy growing up down in Valdosta. And so it's not easy to come in doing sports talk radio and be critical of your team day in and day out. But I really like this hire. And I would give the grade of an A- minus or B plus with this hire of Raheem Morris. And let me tell you why. Raheem checks a lot of boxes when it comes to the things I'm looking for in the new Falcons head coach. Uh, number one on the list uh, with me was that Raheem Morris had head coaching experience. And when you look at a lot of these candidates that the Falcons interviewed and were looking at, most all of those guys had zero head coaching experience. Now, they were young and uh, very good as a coordinator, whether it was a coordinator on offense or defense, their resume building uh, got off to a good start with what they were doing as a coordinator. But looking at a lot of these candidates, they had never been a head coach at any level. We're talking youth league, middle school, high school, small college, major college, NFL. None of them had head, co head coaching experience for the most part besides Belichick and Harbaugh and Vrabel. But the other guys had zero so I'm big on that. I, I like the fact that Raheem Moore shows up with head coaching experience, and that sort of sets him apart. So I like checking that off the box right here with Raheem. Um, also, uh, he's been an assistant coach on both sides of the ball, which really jumps off the resume page also. So he was the wide receiver coach with the Atlanta Falcons his first tenure in town. Uh, he's been a defensive coordinator coming from the LA Rams uh, with the Tampa Bay Bucks. He was involved on the defensive side of the ball. Most of these other candidates, their expertise was on just one side of the ball. So I do like this with Raheem. He's been an assistant coach on offense and on defense. He's familiar with the Falcons organization. None of these other candidates had spent a day uh, at base camp is what Q used to call it, up at Flowery Branch where the Falcons' complex is. Raheem Morris 
knows everybody for the most part in that Falcons building, which I think is a huge advantage with him knowing the organization. Uh, one thing that I really like about Raheem is he's a well-spoken guy. And I do believe part of the job is you got to sell uh, the fan base. You got to sell the product to the fan base. You got to do that through the media. Uh, Arthur Smith, in my opinion, was terrible with the media. And Raheem Morris is a guy that can sell this Falcons organization, rally this Falcons fan base, and get them excited about coming out and being a part of the game day atmosphere. So I think that's a part of the job. Uh, Well-spoken with the media and with the players. He's known as a player's kind of coach. He's also a guy that's in the prime of his career at 47 years old. You know, a lot of these candidates were in their early 30s, really starting their coaching journey. Raheem Morris is a guy in the prime of his career. He's he spent a lot of time paying some dues, uh, working his way back up the ladder to get another head coaching opportunity. So I do like that about Raheem. He's not an old guy. He's not a greenhorn. Uh, we got Raheem is, is right there in the prime of his career. So I do check that box right there. He's also a two-time Super Bowl champion. So let's not poo-poo on that. He's been a part of a championship team. He knows what a championship team looks like and how a championship team performs and prepares. And Look, I know there's some criticism out there about his first tenure as being a head coach in the National Football League. With the Buccaneers, uh, three years as the head coach there, I believe he was 17-31 and 31 was his record, three years with the Buccaneers as the head coach, which is disappointing, man. And I know I was getting ripped on social media when the news dropped, and I came forward with the idea that I really liked the hire. A lot of the criticism was coming down on this part of the deal was 17-31 at Tampa. This guy doesn't know what he's doing. He was a loser then, and so why would you hire a guy like that? Well, that was 12 years ago. There's been a lot happen uh, with Raheem. I'm sure he's developed. He's learned some valuable lessons both during that time as the three-year head coach with the Buccaneers. He was 10-6 and six in the second year with the Bucs. But I think you learn valuable lessons uh, during that time, during the adversity, and then during his tenure with the L.A. Rams and their climb to a Super Bowl championship working with Sean McVay and some of those uh, uh, other great coaches on that Ram staff. I think uh, this opportunity now comes 12 years later, and I think he'll be a better-headed coach uh, because of it. So all those boxes, man, he checked off when you compare it to some of the other candidates out there. Now, there were some other good things that happened. Primarily, uh, as the news came down last night, there was a revelation involving Rich McKay, who's been heavily criticized for having too heavy a hand in these football operations decisions on head coaches and the draft and free agency. Rich has been, allowed, been around a long time with, with Arthur Blank. And uh, the word coming down, uh, part of the release that, that Mr. Blank has made a, a change in the chain of command where Raheem Morris and Terry Fontenot, the general manager, instead of reporting to Rich McKay, that McKay has been taken off the day-to-day -day, uh, football operations 
Uh, he's been moved into some other things in the Blank family of businesses. Uh, so he will, uh, Morris and Fontenot won't have to report to Rich McKay. I think that's a positive thing as Raheem Morris steps in and works with uh, Terry Fontenot. So I do like that information that came down. And some of the other information, uh, late last night I was contacting some of my NFL sources trying to figure out who's the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator going to be on Raheem Morris's coaching staff. And I was told that uh, Zach Robinson, the quarterback coach and pass game coordinator for the L.A. Rams, is the guy that Raheem wants to hire as the offensive coordinator. Zach Robinson first knew about him. He was the quarterback at, at Oklahoma State with the Cowboys that took down the Georgia Bulldogs on the football field. And that was my first recollection of Zach Robinson, who's done a good job as the quarterback coach, pass game coordinator working with Matthew Stafford. And I think he will bring in a scheme that I really like. It's a West Coast variant offensive scheme, West Coast, based on the wide zone run, which uh, we saw Arthur Smith doing a lot of during his three years as the head coach, and it's uh, got a heavy dose of run-action pass. So I like this offensive scheme. We'll learn uh, hopefully a lot more about Zach Robinson and his play calling uh, in the days to come. But I do like, if this is the hire, I do like Zach Robinson as the offensive coordinator in the scheme that he will run. Don't know who the defense coordinator will be at this point in time. So the next big story is who will be the quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. It's not going to be Desmond Ritter. It's not going to be Heineke. What direction will Raheem and Fontenot want to move towards as we get closer to the NFL draft, NFL free agency? There's an opportunity for a trade out there. So what avenue will Raheem Morris and Fontenot take trying to identify the next Falcons quarterback? This is huge. Uh, on how successful that Raheem can be as the head coach. Uh, the educated guess here is the Falcons will use that first pick in the NFL draft right now. They sit at the number eight selection, number eight. Talked with Mort about this on uh, the Buck Baloo show, where Mort feels like uh, to get their hands on Caleb Williams or Drake May, or uh, Jaden Daniels that the Falcons are going to have to move up from the eight spot, move up inside the top three to get one of those three quarterbacks. Uh, I really, I hope it's going to be Jaden Daniels. He's the guy that I think is going to be the best fit for the Atlanta Falcons. He's really developed during his tenure in Baton Rouge at LSU in his pocket presence and effectiveness, throwing the football in the pocket. I mean, we've long known that he's dynamic getting out of the pocket and running with the football. But I've seen a lot of development with him uh, identifying the coverage in the pocket, uh, going through his progressions, being an accurate passer in the pocket. You've got to do these things to be successful at the NFL level, uh, maneuvering the pocket, being accurate with the football. I've seen him get better and better at being able to do that. I'm a big Michael Penix Jr. fan. There's some that aren't. A lot of these prognosticators don't think he will be a top-of-the-first-round guy. I happen to think that Penix would be a great fit here in Atlanta. He's a guy the Falcons could stay 
at number eight in the first round and be able to get Penix, I believe. And I like what he brings to the table. Here's a guy that does a great job, and we've seen this at Washington the last two years. Penix is the best in the business at the college level of identifying coverage after the snap of the ball. It's chaos. you got things all going on. He's able to identify post-snap what the coverage is going to be. Penix is also a guy that does a great job coming off the primary receiver and working through his progressions quickly. A lot of good, quick decisions. He maneuvers inside the pocket as well as anybody in the upcoming draft. Uh, slide, move up, move to the right, move to the left, maintaining focus down the field. Uh, he's great uh, inside the pocket doing those things. And he's also a very accurate passer. And at the end of the day, you've got to be an accurate passer to survive in the National Football League. So I am high on Michael Penix if the Falcons stayed at eight and uh, took him there. Got an opportunity to trade for Justin Fields, who uh, at the end of this past season with the Bears really elevated his performance level. Uh, maybe that's the guy who's available. Bears have the number one pick. Looks like they want Caleb Williams. So that makes Justin Fields expendable. He's another mobile quarterback. Maybe this is the guy that Fontenot and Raheem Morris identify as the next quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. Now, he'll be affordable the first year. Then he's looking at a new contract situation. So the second contract, you got, you're, you're talking about a, a guy $25 to $30 million a year that's going to be looking for uh, you know, a big investment for his next employer. So you got to think about that. Uh, also, maybe a free agency with Baker Mayfield, uh, Kurt Cousins, Somebody like that. Again, you're talking about a $30 million a year to a $40 million a year investment. I would Personally, I would stay away from that. Uh, I would be looking at one of these top guys in the draft. This is the fourth year in a row the Falcons have had a top 10 pick. It's about time the Falcons identify a young quarterback to invest in and go get him. So that is another big factor that's coming down the road. We'll be talking a lot about that on the Buck Baloo Show on 680 The Fan. But know this, I may uh, give the thumbs up to the Falcons in the hiring of Raheem Morris. I give it an A minus, a B plus grade. I think he was the best fit of the coaches that were out there on the market. And I tell you what, as a Falcons fan, I'm really happy uh, that they've given the opportunity to Raheem Morris to go out there and be the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons. So that's going to do it for this special episode of Bucks Beat. We appreciate you listening. Look forward to you listening to the Buck Blue Show on 680 The Fan soon. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required.
So, Robert, I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position. I don't understand. Was it something I said? Well, we did a background check on you and found some things of concern. If you're in charge of hiring for your company, you know how helpful a background screening can be. That's why companies that use Horizon Background Screening make smarter hiring decisions. Don't let the wrong hire put your company at risk. Get the real story on your candidates at horizonscreening.com. Horizonscreening.com.